0: Welcome to Transforming Minds, Transforming Lives, a podcast series of RCCG Living Spring Pittsburgh. Stay tuned for our senior pastor, Boyga Esso. Luke chapter 2, verse 40 and verse 52, Luke chapter 2, verse 40 and verse 52. We share on the topic, enlarging your capacity. Uh, It's going to be a series, uh, this is the first of many series. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. The church grew talking about Jesus. He became strong in spirit, He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Luke chapter two and verse 40. I move on to Luke chapter 2, verse 52, Luke chapter 2, verse 52. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Jesus increased in mental capacity. Increase physically, you increase with favor with God's spiritual capacity, you also increase with favor with men, which is social capacity. Is my prayer your capacity will increase in the mighty name of Jesus? Is my prayer you will do more than you have been doing before now in the mighty name of Jesus? Is my prayer God will stretch you? And as He stretches you, you will enter into your next level in the mighty name of Jesus. Capacity simply means the ability to receive and to absorb, and to contain. And what you are able to absorb determines the output. In other words, your input determines your output. If you have a 1,000-gallon water tank, that's the capacity of the water tank. In other words, if you are trying to fill a 1,000-gallon water tank with 10,000 gallons of water, you are wasting your time. In other words, you have so much wastages. So the capacity of the 1,000-gallon tank is 1,000 gallons, and that's what it will deliver to you. Of course, in boxing tournaments, they have different kinds of categories. You have the featherweight, you have the lightweight, you also have the heavyweight category. And everybody fights in the tournament depending on their category. So if a featherweight guy is trying to fight a heavyweight guy, that's trouble because it won't be able to absorb the blows of the heavyweight guy. In other words, it's been categorized to be a featherweight. So featherweight will tackle featherweight, Lightweight will tackle lightweight, So whenever featherweight is trying to tackle heavyweight, he's going to be in trouble because he's going beyond his capacity. He won't be able to absorb the blow of that heavyweight guy. And he will fizzle out in no time. So many times we are trying to get to a next level. We are trying to reach what we do not have the capability, the potential to reach. But it's my prayer, God will enlarge your capacity in the mighty name of Jesus. Over a series, we are going to be talking about very critical areas the mental capacity social capacity emotional capacity and of course the spiritual capacity if you want to get to the next level you need to grow in these capacities the Bible says, Jesus Christ grew he became strong in spirit he was filled with wisdom and God's grace also abounded towards him is my prayer you be filled with wisdom God's grace will abound towards you in the mighty name of Jesus. Also in Genesis chapter 26, Genesis 26 verse 13, the Bible talking about Isaac, that Isaac works great and Isaac went forward. Isaac grew and became very great and such that the Philistines envied him. In other words, he grew in capacity that even when he was being challenged because he had so much enormous capacity, he kept on digging wells. By the time Abraham died, the Philistines gathered and they closed up all the wells that Abraham dug when he was alive. Now Isaac came on the scene. The wells were sealed up and because Isaac had enormous capacity, he began to dig. He digged the first one called Essek. They went and they buried, they closed, they collapsed the Essek well. He went on, he didn't give up hope. He went on to dig Sitnath. And of course they contested that with him. He went on again to build Rehoboth. So when you have capacity, you are in it for a long haul. People that have capacity, they don't just break down easily. They don't give in easily. And that's true. So because Isaac had developed enormous capacity, he was able to go the long haul. He was able to get to his real birth. It's my prayer, you will develop capacity and you will get to your real birth in the mighty name of Jesus. Brethren, capacity is all about the long haul. When you see couples that say they've been married for 50 years, Those are couples that have enormous emotional capacity. Those are couples that have enormous social capacity. Those are couples that you can bank on because they've absorbed the challenges of marriage. These days people just give in easily. Capacity is all about the long haul. We also see in the life of Elijah. Elijah got to a point he was tired. First Kings chapter 19. And the Bible says he told God, look, I don't want to go anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. And the Bible says twice a day, God fed him miraculously with ravens. And the Bible says after being fed, he went in the strength of that meal for 40 days and 40 nights. In other words, capacity was enhanced for him to go the long haul. The same disciples who couldn't wait, who couldn't watch with Jesus for one hour in the garden of Gethsemane, Peter, James, and John. When Jesus left the scene, when he saw him resurrect, they went to the upper room. And for 10 days straight, they were praying. They were waiting on the Lord. The same guys who couldn't wait for one hour. Their capacity was so much limited when Jesus was around. But by the time he left, they prayed 10 days, literally 10 days straight. The same Jesus said, Well, it's okay that look, when the bridegroom is around, the guys can do anyhow. But when the bridegroom is taken up, then everybody will buckle up. So I believe this is time for us to buckle up. It's time for us to enlarge our capacity. Capacity is being able to do something well without breaking a sweat. In Romans chapter 12, verse 6, the NLT version, Say, in His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So, there are certain things you can do well. There are certain things you can do better than me. There are certain things I can do better than you. So, your capacity is always tied to your purpose, it's always tied to what you can do well. Grace is always about what you can do well. You can have grace in a particular area that I don't have grace in it. So, capacity is not just for the sake of capacity's sake, capacity is always tied. To what you can do well. And the Bible says, God has given you grace for those things that you can do well. Capacity is tied to purpose. Yes, the man of God said, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. Yes, that's true. But there are some things you can do better. You are in grace is on particular areas of life. And many times, those areas of grace actually point to your destiny. It actually points to your assignment. In architecture, they have this saying, that form follows function. What's your function? God will not demand from you what He has supplied in you. Everything God is going to demand from you, He has put it in there. So many times, your gifts are talents. The things you do well, they are pointers to your destiny. They are pointers to your assignment. And in this time, you have to start thinking purpose. Because if you actually get your purpose right, God will bless you, He will prosper you. That's it. So, what are the things you can do right? Those are pointers to what God has given to you. So, capacity is tied to function. Of course, capacity is also resilience. The Bible says in Proverbs 24, verse 16, Proverbs 24, verse 16, is that the righteous man falls seven times, and he rises up again. But he went on to say that the wicked shall fall by calamity. The Bible also says in Proverbs 24, verse 10, that if you faint in the day of adversity, that means your strength is small. God wants to enlarge your strength. He wants to make you better and bigger. And he would have his way in your life. He will also have his way in my life, in the mighty name of Jesus. So, capacity is resilience. It's being able to get up on time from a fall. In this time, many people are falling. People are falling financially. People are falling from that high place. People are foreclosing their homes because there is a lack of income. People are losing marriages because there's no emotional capacity to go along. But do you know the righteous man may fall seven times? The Bible says he will get up again. Because the spirit in the righteous man is a resilient spirit. The Holy Spirit is a resilient spirit. Because the righteous man has God as his backup, is able to adapt quickly, is flexible, is able to adapt, is able to look inwards. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep waters. He's able to look inwards and then pull counsel out of himself. He's not frantic. Yes, the righteous man, is trust is unwavering in the Lord. And because he's unwavering in the Lord, he knows that God will bail him out. He has confidence in his God. So because he knows that God is up there, he knows that God will bail him out. So he's not anxious, like the word is anxious. He's not in a panic mode. He's not in a frantic mode. Because when you are worried, your system shuts down. Your system begins to produce some toxins that actually affects your thinking patterns. So the righteous man is stable. Brethren, if truly you are a son and a daughter of God, believing sincerely. You may be required to even change your vocation, but God will see you through. Amen? God cannot leave you stuck because the Spirit of God that is in you is resilient. And people that actually make a headway in life are people that are resilient. You may have lost something, but you haven't lost it all because you have your breath, your nostrils, God is not done with you yet. Amen? You may be going through a bend, that bend will not be your hand in the mighty name of Jesus. The fall of man doesn't mean that's the hand of the man. You may have fallen spiritually. You may have fallen financially. You may actually be at the back of the park socially. You may have fallen emotionally. Everything may be AY around you. But I want to encourage you to put your trust in God. I want to command you, be still and know that I'm God. Be still, quiet yourself. Simmer down. God is up there. It doesn't matter how much noise, how much hula baloo that is going around, God will bail you out. And God will bail me out in the mighty name of Jesus. So the guy that has capacity is resilient, is adaptable, is flexible, and so on and so forth. Capacity in spiritual parlance means grace. And the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter three verse eighteen, second chapter three verse eighteen, it says there that grow in grace and also grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I just want to start with social capacity. Social capacity means favor, favor with man. The Bible says Jesus Christ grew in wisdom, in stature. He also grew in favor with God and with favor with man. You see, relationships matter a lot because people can live longer when they're in a good relationship. People live longer when they're in a good family support system. When you have good support, you have encouragement from the family, you have buffer from the family, it's likely you do well in life and it's likely you live long in life. So people do better when they're in fulfilling relationships. A marriage will do well. When the husband and wife are together, they will live longer. They will do better. They will accomplish more when there's peace in their home. And the Bible also says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, God said, it's not good for man to be alone. So I will make him a helper comparable to him. So relationships also matter because there's what you call synergy. relationships in other words two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor the bible says one will chase a thousand two will chase tens of thousands there's so much power in partnership there's power in collaboration so if you and i can combine together and that's the essence of marriage then we can go the long haul we can move mountains where there's cooperation collaboration when there is togetherness you can move mountains and that's just the truth The Bible talks about the people in the time of old that they were trying to build the tower up to heaven in Babel, because they had collaboration. There was so much togetherness going on. So there's power in synergy. There's power. And the Bible says, it went on to say that if one falls, the other will be there to lift him up. He said, but woe to him that is a when he falls. He said, look, if I should fall, somebody will lift me up, and then I'll be able to stand. Remember in Mark chapter 2, one guy was sick of the palsy. He couldn't walk. And of course, he had good friends. And those good friends, they supported him. They wanted to take him to Jesus. They couldn't find a way. They couldn't get access. And they went over the roof. They climbed the roof of the house. And they removed the roof. And they let down the guy. He had four supportive friends. That's the power of synergy. They always tell us that your network determines your net worth. Amen? When you have quality relationships around you, it will affect you. Why relationships? Because we need support. Support is very, very critical. Ecclesiastes, chapter four, verse 12, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12 says in the NLT version, it says, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, and that's so true. It's not every battle that you have to go by yourself, some battles are bigger than you. You have to just lend support. You have to cry for support when you are going through some battles. It's my prayer, God, to give you wonderful relationships in the mighty name of Jesus. Why relationships? Relationships are doors. Because in 1 Samuel 16, verse 18, it was one guy that recommended David to the palace. The king was sick. He was in depression, acute depression. He was paranoid. That's King Saul. And they needed someone to pray for him. They needed a musician. And there are many musicians in town. But somebody knew about David. And he recommended David to the palace. The guy was a door to David to enter into the palace. Because he knew David. So the person that will recommend you already knows you. The person that will take you to the next level already knows you. And look at this guy. He had so much good recommendation about David. He went on to say about David that he's skillful in playing, he's a mighty man of valor, he's a man of war, he's a prudent man in speech, he doesn't talk carelessly. says he's an handsome person, and the Lord is with him. As a matter of fact, by the time he gave Saul the resume of David, Saul just said, Just go fetch him. There was no interview at all. Just go fetch him. You know, some people will so much recommend you that there will not be any need for any interview and that will happen to you in Jesus' mighty name. So relationships are doors, which is that you have to be deliberate, intentional about them. In other words, if David had been a very stubborn person, can't take care of, he's always fighting all over the place, that guy will not recommend him. It was someone that recommended Joseph to the palace. The chief butler recommended Joseph to the palace. So relationships are doors. Somebody's going ahead of you to make a way for you. But you have to make sure you are living the life. You have to make sure your conduct is in line with the will of God. You have to make sure you don't use people. You have to make sure you honor people. You have to make sure you conduct yourself very well in the marketplace. Because the person that will promote you is already watching you. You have to have a good account of yourself all over the place. It's my prayer, God, to send you quality relationships in the mighty name of Jesus. Relationships also determine destiny. The Bible says in Proverbs thirteen twenty, Proverbs thirteen twenty, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. So we need one another, we need relationship for synergy purposes, we need relationship to live longer and to live better. We need relationship to have support of one another. And relationships are also doors. They also determine your destiny. Now social capacity. I told you social capacity is just having favour with men. Because we now know that men are doors. Amen. God will use somebody to bless you. God will not come down from heaven to get the job done but God will work on somebody here to get the job done. So we have to be careful about relationships. How do I know somebody who has social capacity? Is a guy who is able to make friends easily and then retain them. We said capacity is ability to receive, to absorb, and to contain. Les Brown said that four people in this world the people who hurt to you People who multiply you, people who subtract you, and people who divide you. It's my prayer God will take you away from people who subtract from you. It will take you away from people who divide from you in the mighty name of Jesus. Some people come to heart to you. Your spouse, God-given spouse, has come to heart to you. Your parents, they have come to multiply you. God will send you helpers that will multiply you. For you to be great, you need helpers of destiny. Jonathan was heir apparent to the throne. He said, no, 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 I would rather give it up for David. He abdicated what was his own for David. That's a relationship that actually multiplies. So when you have so many relationships that multiplies and adds to you? Oh, yes, it will bumper, it will drop your destiny. That's how this thing happened. If you can sense good relationship, and you maintain them, you nurture them, it will be a blessing to you. It's my prayer, God, to send people that will add to you in Jesus' mighty name. It's also our ability to maintain those friendships. The Bible says, he who will have friends must be friendly as well. So you can't go around with a frown on your face, 24-7, and expect that you have friends. No! If you want to make friends, you want to have friends, you have to also show yourself friendly. If you want to make friends, you also have to be generous. You have to realize that, look, you also want to add value. As you add value to that guy, he also adds value back to you. The old friendships are good. The new ones are also very critical. It's my prayer, God, will enhance your social capacity in the mighty name of Jesus. Social capacity is also the ability to make good friends out of acquaintances. Amen? That's big. His ability to make disciples out of converts. His ability to make a friend out of your spouse. His ability to make men out of boys. In other words, his ability to convert. In 1 Samuel 22, we see there that some vagabonds... Men that people have rejected, people of no consequence, they gather together to David. And David turned these guys into men of valor. David was so powerful because he had a strong team. But these guys were just lay about when they came around David. And David, because he had so sheer capacity, he was able to turn them around over time. So his ability to make quality friendship out of acquaintances, his ability to make men out of boys, that's social capacity. Social capacity is also the ability to classify people, is able to decipher whether this is good relationship or not. Can you imagine Samson, the strong man, he hung around Delilah for so long. Delilah was an enemy, and to all intents and purposes, Samson knew. Because she had betrayed something over and over and over and over. Samson knew this was an enemy. But he kept on hanging around an enemy until the enemy destroyed him. He couldn't run away from an enemy. So, there are people who come to hide, people who come to take away, people who come to subtract, and people who come to minus from you. But you have to be able to tell. There are friends, and there are enemies, and there are friends... And there are enemies who appear like friends. Those ones are even in the majority. Your friend will always have your back. Your friend is always there through the thick and the thin. In prosperity, in adversity, your friends, your true friends are always there. They're always thinking about your good. Loyal friends. The Jonathans of this world. Jonathan was such a friend to David. Jonathan's talk with David. Jonathan will leak his father's secret to David. Jonathan will tell David, don't go there. My father is going to be there. Jonathan was a friend indeed. You can tell. Those guys who stay with you, who stand by you through the thick and the thin, those are the friends in need. And those are the friends indeed. And that's the relationship you want to cultivate. Of course, you have enemies. Your enemies, they don't have your back. They want to kill you. I mean, you know that. And wisdom says, love them, but give them space. That's how to deal with your enemies. Now there are friend enemies. That's what you call them. Enemies who actually come like a friend. Those guys that when you are in grief, they are happy. When you are in prosperity, in boom, they are not happy. When you just get a raise, a promotion from work, you tell them, they don't congratulate you. They don't come to visit you. But if something bad should happen, they are the first you will see visiting you. They are called friend enemies. They are the majority, believe me sincerely. And wisdom will tell you, how do you deal with them? Don't open up everything to them. Friend enemies are both loyal and disloyal at the same time. But deep down, they don't like you. They want your position, they want your space, they want your marriage, they want your man, they want your money, they want what you have. They are covetous. So they are both loyal and disloyal. And when you check out the life of David, you will see all these manner of people there. Jonathan is in the life of David. You have enemies in the life of David. Saul was an enemy. You know, a mentor that became a tormentor who wanted to kill him. You now have the friend enemies, the Joabs. Joab was David's defense secretary. It was his chief of army staff and joab knew david in and out when david was going to kill uriah it was Joab that masterminded everything so joab was there with david where well, it was the same joab that killed david's son even though the boy was in disobedience and david told Joab, please deal lightly with this young man don't kill him so in a nutshell you have those enemies who appear like friends is my prayer those kind of friendship god will take them out of your life in jesus mighty name You want to also develop skills. Favor with man means likability. When people like you, people like David. Amen? As a king, as a priest, he was well liked. God will make you likable in the mighty name of Jesus. But you see, we live life from the inside out. If you don't like yourself, it will be difficult for somebody to like you. Because the vibes you will be releasing will be vibes of, of not loving yourself. If you don't have self-esteem or self-confidence, people will read it out of you. So, don't believe to yourself. Don't look down yourself. Square your shoulder. You are the son and the daughter of a king. You have it all made up. Everything you are going to become has already been given to you. Amen? And begin to go down into yourself and begin to bring out the gems and the treasures that God has put in place. The Bible says you have this treasure in 18 vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of man. Is my prayer you will manifest your destiny. Those who reduce you, God will take them out of your life. So shall it be. Jesus mighty name. Thank you for listening. And make sure you subscribe for more great podcasts.